0: Welcome to the second edition of the Blocko Show, presented by Barrio Tacos here on the SGSR Podcast Network. Whether you're listening to us or watching on SGSR TV, welcome in alongside Caleb Spinner here hosting once again. Jordan am joining Zachary Rodier, Jack Murphy, and Kobe Mayer, your football broadcast crew for this week on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. We'll give you some information about where you can listen to us at the end of the show. But gentlemen, coming into a series that should be I'm trying to find the nice word for it. Not in the same weight class as Ohio State.
1: What do you take away from the Notre Dame game? Just general thoughts to start off. I think for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Caleb, it's all about their defense was on a roll. With Jim Knowles coming in for the Ohio State Buckeyes as the defense coordinator, they were looking like they were on a roll defensively. For the Ohio State Buckeyes on the offense, things... It was warming up to it a little bit near the end of the game, especially in that fourth quarter. Um, But I think for Ohio State, their defense was their big bonus and big plus in that Notre Dame game and looking for the offense, especially in a game against the Arkansas State Red Wolves where they're not a ranked opponent, that it could be a good opportunity for the Buckeyes to start to click offensively to get ready for the Big Ten schedule.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and out of the weight class. Just to clarify, does not necessarily mean that they can't do some damage with Ohio State. We certainly saw, going back to that Tulsa game we were talking about on air, that Ohio State did not look like themselves through that first half, and then got things back on track. Is is Arkansas, from what you saw against Notre Dame, does Arkansas do anything better? You think that Notre Dame did not do, or that we saw against Notre Dame? Well, I
2: feel like you're onto something there, Caleb, about like what Tulsa was last year. You know, that defense was not up to Ohio State standards. I think that's why and also a young quarterback. That's why that game was closer than it should have been. I think the defense, looking like it's a lot better, is going to give Ohio State a real chance to win this game by 50. But Arkansas State is kind of interesting because they have so many transfers, and they they look decent. I mean, they run uh, teams run by Butch Jones, an old Power 5 coach for Tennessee. So I think it's going to be a lot better than some of these, I don't know how to say like you say, in the same weight class. But I think it's a good test for Ohio State when it comes to these games that kind of come off as preseason games.
0: But – um, I mean, yeah, we should expect Ohio State to to run it up. And we'll talk about it deeper into the episode here. But, Kobe, one of the things we talked about all summer, all offseason, new defensive coordinator, going to have to put in a whole new scheme in about three or four months, all those questions, a lot of the questions, I won't say all of them, a lot of those questions were answered against Notre Dame, and it looked pretty good.
3: Yeah, I think it also helps that Jim Knowles was the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State when they played Uh, Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl uh, just what now nine and a quarter months ago so I think he had a leg up there and I also think that when you come to a place like Ohio State you're getting a a team that has some of if not the best athletes just pure athletes in the country and he's been able to show that you know he can take these players and, and bring them to a whole new level I'd also like to to add on to what Zachary said about the offense getting rolling, I think, you know, last year a lot of it was okay. We got to pass the ball. We have obviously CJ Stroud had an amazing season. You have a trio of Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba emerged as the season went on. But you know, don't forget about Travion Henderson and and now Mayan Williams in in the backfield. Ohio State. You know, last year, a big question was their defense. And regardless of who's on the defense and who's the defensive coordinator, the your best defense is to – the, the o- opposing offense can't score if they don't have the ball. So if you are able to take time of possession, I'm looking at the stats right now, they had – in the first half, they had the ball for 13 minutes and 25 seconds. In the second half, 19 minutes and 34 seconds. So a big, big difference between the two halves, and I think a big reason – of that was they were able to dominate the trenches and able to run the ball now perhaps part of the reason that
0: ohio state has actually dropped in the rankings despite beating number five notre dame could have been that slow start to the offense It's certainly one of many uh projected things another one that i see is is maybe not covering that spread that was set at about 16 and a half 17 depending on where you looked that could be a reason but i'm going to ask you point blank jack from what you saw Ohio State offense, Ohio State defense. Did they deserve to drop a spot?
2: Mm, It's so tough because, like, I would say no. But also, I didn't expect uh, uh, Georgia. I know this isn't the Georgia show, but really surprised that Georgia looks that good on defense. And who knows, maybe Oregon's a fake team. But I think Georgia should be number one. And then, I mean, you know, you beat the number five team. It should be Ohio State two, Bama three. But, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I think people are kind of overrating the offense a little bit. I mean, yeah, Ryan Day definitely, like, got a little, like, flustered when Jackson Smith and Jigba went out, but they really figured it out in the second half. And as Kobe said, they really dominate that that last drive especially, where they're up four points and then they just go down the field to 95 yards, mostly feeding Mayan Williams was just and then the two huge throws by Stroud is just that's like that's the best drive they've had as a team since probably the uh Justin Fields
0: was here. And we'll talk about that offense later on here. But switching over to talk about the Red Wolves, which I think this is gonna be cool. We're gonna be in the booth for a piece of history here, the first overall meeting between these two teams, it's going to be entertaining, at least for that regard. But Arkansas State is coming in off a 58-3 win over Grambling, in which quarterback James Blackman threw for 210 yards and two touchdowns on 15 of 20. Impressive numbers through the air. And running back Johnny Lang and Champ Flemings, the wide receiver, each had 100 yards individually in that game. They limited the Tigers as well. I think this is the biggest stat from that box score, is they limited the Tigers to 46 passing yards all game. But as we talked about, maybe the theme of this show, if you will, is the weight class. Sunbelt team coming into a Power 5 team. What does this win actually do for Ohio State? What can you take from beating a team by 55 and bring into such a different arena?
1: I think for Arkansas State, first of all, Caleb, they have nothing to lose in this game. They're coming to a really big stage in in a huge stadium in front of a lot of Buckeye fans, and they're going to put everything out on the line. They have nothing to lose whatsoever, so they're going to definitely try their best. It's going to be their 10th Big Ten opponent they've ever played. They're 0-9, so they definitely want to try and change that tide. Obviously, against third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes, it's going to be a very difficult task. But for the Ohio State Buckeyes, I think it's just continuing the Big Ten dominance here, but also getting ready, like I said earlier in the podcast, about getting ready for the rest of the season. This is going to be a good show. It's also going to be a good opportunity to see, you know, depending on the score after the first half, um, many different players for the Buckeyes are going to get in some reps. Maybe we're going to see Kyle McCord come in at some point in this game, which I think, obviously, C.J. Stroud is the star quarterback here for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But while the Buckeyes are concerned on this season, it's also who's going to get the next reps next season and the years after, after some players... Uh, aren't going to be here due to the draft or other things after graduating so seeing how all the depth works for the Buckeyes is going to be another story in this game
0: of course we'll probably see that young talent that came in and played such a big pot against Notre Dame maybe we see Devin Brown come in who knows there's a lot of potential possibilities that come in when you play a game that you're favored to win by so much and against an opponent that not saying you overlook but that you know on paper, at least, you are this giant compared to, to David. But again, we've also seen, as the metaphor goes, that David beat Goliath. But now looking at the strategy of these two teams here, Kobe, I want you to specifically focus on this because Arkansas State comes in not only the first time they played Ohio State. So the Buckeyes already don't have any prior experience to go off of against them. But also they kind of hid in their numbers there. They had two focuses, like I said, running back and wide receiver, both getting basically the same spread of yardage at the end of the game. They did not have a heavy focus run or pass, and there's there's multiple different things you can look at, whether you're uh, head coach Butch Jones or offensive coordinator Keith Heckendorf. Do you look at Ohio State's opening mistake, that 54-yard pass from Buckner to Lorenzo Styles that opened the weekend against Notre Dame? Do you look at maybe their pass heavy in that case? Do you look at the running backs, Chris Tyree and Aldrich Estime, who finished basically with the same numbers on the ground? So do you go run heavy? There's a lot of options here. How do you plan for that if you're Arkansas
3: State? Plan against Ohio State's defense? Playing against Ohio State's defense. I mean, I think if I had any qualms about Ohio State's defense, it would be the lateral runs that, that Notre Dame would have. We saw it a lot last year when Oregon came in week one. It seemed like every other play, they would give a like a halfback sweep to C.J. Verdell, and he would pick up seven to 10 yards. So, But obviously, last week it wasn't like that but if if that's one thing i would try to exploit i would try to exploit that and you know you mentioned uh james blackman he's no he's no stranger to big moments he was at florida state for 4 years um completed 60% of his passes 43 passing touchdowns just 26 interceptions so he's he's not a stranger to big stage so uh, i mean obviously ohio state should win this game all things being equal but you know what there's a reason you play the games and you know I remember Troy beat LSU a few years ago at, at LSU. You know, there's a, you got to play the games, and also you can't let up because you don't want to put things on film for other teams because down the road, if Ohio State is able to make it to the playoff, guess what? Alabama and Nick Saban are going to be waiting, and they're going to dissect your film like it's a science lab, and they'll be able to find mistakes. So you don't want to show any weaknesses – on film especially against an opponent who you should beat handily
0: i think it's fair to assume we all had that anatomy experiment in high school at at some point in our level here but speaking of science and i'm going to go to electricity here the buckeyes need to start electricity electrically on offense here (laughs) i'm stumbling over my words here guys the buckeyes need to start better than they did against notre dame you can't wait until the final frame in order to pick up like we know they're capable of. This might not be an issue with the Red Wolves. Again, I don't want to discount them, but everything on paper says this will be a runaway win for Ohio State. And it'll definitely come into play, as as you're talking about down in the the future, potentially playoff time. This ability to get off and rolling quickly into where you need to be is going to come up big when you face a high-caliber opponent. You Look at the numbers. C.J. Stroud ended the first half with less than 100 yards through the air. Which obvious statement of the year is not like him? Jackson Smith and Jigbo, of course, ended the night with two receptions for a total of three yards. Ended up finding out after that game that he came out with an injury. Maybe we see him in this game. Maybe we see him against Toledo. Maybe we don't see him until the blackout against Wisconsin. Who knows? But how confident are you if they were asked tomorrow? If the game's well, the game is tomorrow. If you're asked tomorrow, are you guys ready? Are you hungry? Are you able to wipe off Notre Dame off your mind and get ready to go? Are you confident that they would both say yes?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think going to uh, – we were all at that um, press conference on, or uh, with the players yesterday and then seeing what Ryan Day talked about on Tuesday. He's been talking about competitive stamina all year, and then you got guys like Donovan Jackson, Matt Jones, Ronnie Hickman pushing that. And I think that's a big thing. I think, Yeah, you want to see them uh, dominate. But you know what uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma and C.J. Stroud – can do. We saw it in Rose Bowl down the stretch last year. You know what these guys uh, who were here playing last year can do. I want to see Stroud playing with Marvin Harrison Jr. and ju- if Julian Fleming can play, like let's hope he can finally get out on the field because that's a guy I think they're going to have to ca- even like a Jaden Ballard. Like these younger players, especially on offense. Uh, I mean, we know what Mayan Williams is, but let's keep feeding my Like we need these guys to get reps together because you know these guys are are some of the best uh, players coming out of high school, obviously, but you know, it's college ball. And so there's only so much you can do in practice. You need to get on a field and make it translate, but a, an opponent's an opponent. So whatever, whatever works against Arkansas state, even if it's not 70 to nothing, I think it's okay. If you're, if you're not just running out, you know, cause if Jason plays, we expect 30 yards out of them. Right. So Absolutely. you should, you should. Exactly. And so, you know, I think this is the game where it's, let's get Xavier Johnson, uh four catches five catches let's see what these
0: younger players could do because you never know when you have to rely on them later in the season before we move into our score predictions we have to take a minute to shout out our sponsor barrio tacos they are coming to ohio state campus now they have one i'm not sure if you guys are aware but they have one off fifth avenue that love it i love just it. i just so, found out about I love that it. yesterday yeah so so it's not like they're not here because they are and they've been killing it for a while but there's gonna be a new spot on high Street looks beautiful. I mean, you can walk past it right now and look in. It's not open. You can't go in there and order a scrum diddle yumptious taco. But you can look in at the decor that they have in there. It's incredible. It looks beautiful. But it's located at 15th and High at Gateway to the University. Barrio Tacos' long-awaited grand opening will be Tuesday, September 13th at 3 p.m. Everyone that day will receive one free taco. And the first 50 people in line will receive free queso for a year. That is a, a year. Ch- yes, that's a, a year. Of ch- that's a lot. That's a lot of queso. Deal. Twelve that's months. That's a lot of queso. That's a deal. Twelve months. What? Fifty-two weeks. Yeah, a full year. So yeah. that's so incredible. Less. I think So a lot like, of money I could live <laughs> there. I could live
2: there with free <laughs> I, queso. Well, I,
3: I think I think Kobe lives. I'm pretty close. Not too far. I'm Pretty close. I gotta I gotta definitely check. I'm definitely gonna take them up on that. offer. I have a you feeling. Miss out on that free yeah, queso. Yeah. If you live that close, look,
0: you're the closest one out of everybody here. If you miss that
3: offer, then. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it, like, you had it. You kick basically me out had, of the, it, had it. Kick me, me out of the barrio if, uh, <laughs> if, I, if I miss that offer. You so. can
0: also catch barrio tacos inside the shoe during game days at Section 10A and at their taco truck, which is open Monday to Fridays. It's parked right outside the RPAC, Pack, and they do take Buck ID, gentlemen.
1: Mm. So there's no I don't have cash. I left my wallet at home. No excuse will fly to get barrio. And I was gonna say, I mean, when you're talking about barrio and that 50, the first 50 people got queso. Are people going to camp out like they did for college game day? Because I know I was talking to some people in class, college game day, they were there at 2 a.m. in the morning. How early when they open that day are people going to be camping out the night before? Kobe won't have to because his bed's very close (laughs) to the front door. But I might not sleep. I might just go 24 hours awake right there. I I camped
2: out for the Duke game, basketball game. I slept outside the shot. Fun fact, to get front row seats so I could make fun of Paulo Panchero. (laughs) <laughs> and I said I would never do it again, but I mean if Barrio's giving out free queso, I, I mean, like, I do it again, right? I mean,
3: like what's better? Like getting the chance to like be really close to Coach K or free queso for a year. I think free queso for a year. I, I, so, I don't, I don't really with, think it's close. I'd go with i go with, <laughs> with the latter, absolutely, for
0: that. But let's move into our score predictions, guys. I'll start us off here. I think this is going to be a routing in the in the full sense of the word. Arkansas State, they did tame the the Grambling Tigers by a massive 55-point margin. But keeping with the metaphor, the Buckeyes are an entirely different animal, right? Two of Ohio State's biggest offensive weapons, C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba, had performances which we know they weren't proud of. Now, one was due to injury leaving early. But C.J. Stroud, you know, has has beat himself up all week about that. It can be assumed that at least he will want to make up for it. We won't, we, know, we won't know for sure if we're going to see JSN in this game. And... There's no more concerns or very few concerns regarding this brand new defense. Coming into Notre Dame, it was a question mark, a big glaring, what is this going to look like? But defensive coordinator Jim Knowles showed that he's not afraid to go big, too, in some of the play calls, starting off with blitzes on a few of his first few plays here, calling that spot. And it looked great, you know, front, secondary, whatever you want to look at. Tommy Eichenberg, Michael Jr., two of the big names that stand out for me. So I have this Ohio State 55, Arkansas State 10. I have this uh, forty-two point margin of victory, excuse me, forty-five point margin of victory. It falls just above the forty-four and a half spread for Ohio State, and my sixty-five total points are under the sixty-eight and a half uh,
3: point line. So, Kobe, we'll start off. We'll move it this way. Well, I would just like to say, like, you know, ESPN QBR. It's it rates a quarterback's all-encompassing, so passing, rushing, all that stuff. It's on a scale of zero to one hundred. CJ Stroud's QBR against Notre Dame was eighty-nine point five. So let's like let's. And, I'm not, and I'm not he, saying he was bad. He just needs to get like that I, from the rip. And, he, and and those throws he made on the sideline, like you you can't teach that. You right. like you can't you can't teach that. So I mean, I'm gonna go along the same lines. Let's 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 go with the sixty burger. I'll I'll say like six, 62 to three. I think I think Ohio State. I think that. They're gonna. I don't think that the Notre Dame win is. I don't think there's gonna be any hangover, and I think it's going to be a very comfortable win, uh, for Ohio State. But then again, like there's a reason I'm here, and like, uh, but anything can happen. <laughs> so you know, like that. I'll move it over to Jack. No, Kobe. The the rating like like,
2: because yes, he did play well. He. I mean, especially in that second half, he was nails. Those two throw the one on the run to Mayan. Like you can't teach that. And in the also Marv his one.
3: stats against the Blitz were really good. You
2: can't teach this stuff. But, you know, Bryce Young got uh, – I'm not much of a betting person, but I saw on Twitter that Young got moved up in the Heisman odds mm-hmm. because, you know, what did he have? Six touchdowns against Utah Five State. You know, like, that's that's all it is. It's all your touchdowns. Like, you know, these games when – I mean, Bama plays like the Citadel Week 7, you know, this is you – gotta you got to have six touchdowns against these teams. And that CJ Stroud is going to have at least – five six touchdowns. I'm going 63 to 7. When the backups are in, Arkansas State will get
0: something, but, but 63 points. Before we get to Zach here, you know, even though I take all the pleasure in cutting him off here. Can we remark on how Jack started off talking about Georgia and now goes into Alabama. This is not the SEC show, Jack.
2: Well, these are who we handle. This is with, all man. this we are stop these are the teams this. Ohio We're,
3: State's going to have dude, to beat if they want to win the national championship.
2: The only, like like You everyone asks asks like, yes, that Oregon loss last year was was terrible, but did it matter? No, because if you beat Michigan, you're the number two team in the tournament. We're 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 competing with as long as we aren't like this bad on defense when it comes to um, like stopping the run, which I think has been the main problem with Ohio State with the twenty twenty loss to Bama in the championship and then last year to Michigan, it's just getting manhandled up front. And Mich- that's Michigan's Jim Harbaugh style since he was at Stanford. Mm-hmm. So, once you're, if you're, if you have a strong defense on these teams, you're, the offense is always going to be so good. You, these are the teams you're hanging with, Caleb. I know it's not the SEC show, but you're pretty soon we're getting, a, it's just going to be
0: Big Ten versus but, SEC. Yeah.
2: And, you know,
3: 30 years, Ohio State might be in the SEC. Who knows? Okay.
0: Never, so. never <laughs> let
1: it be said. I don't like to stir the pot
0: here, gentlemen.
1: But, Let's move it along to Zach Rodier to close us out. So I'm going to take a little different approach. I'm below 50 for Ohio State. I'm thinking Ooh. about I'm thinking about 48 to 10. I just think because I think everyone's, when they're thinking about it here, they're not remembering that it's very possible, depending on how the fir- first half goes, that you may, may not see C.J. Stroud a lot in that third and fourth quarter, and things may start to slow down a little bit more. One thing for me that I'm really huge on after watching last game is No Ruggles was 0 for 1. He missed 1 kick uh, for a field goal the entire season last year. He's already 0 for 1. I think he's going to get at least two field goals. And just like CJ Stroud and a bunch of the receivers trying to click in this game, I think this is an opportunity, Caleb, for him to get back into the game as well and get some reps in. So I I think that the kicking could be huge. The Buckeyes may want to give him some practice and may choose to kick uh, and go for a field goal you know, depending on the situation instead, just to get everyone clicking. And that's why I'm gonna go slightly right below the fifty mark. Maybe, you know, maybe a safety will come in and it hits fifty. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I mean this is in Iowa, so you know <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, there's
0: only one way to know what the score will be, and that's to go there tomorrow. Watch us on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. At their usual tune in, Scarlet and Gray dot com. The link is in the description to that. Also, brand new feature, gentlemen. You can watch on SGSR TV, our booth My camera will be up and running. You get to see Kobe in his first suit that he's ever owned. You get to see these two gentlemen and I That's rocking true. the colors and all the fun stuff. So you'll be able to tune in to us and watch us do our booth broadcast as well. Kobe and I will be bringing you some updates from the field on the turf as we get ready and as we close out the afternoon for SGSR. Also, make sure whether you're listening to us, subscribe to us on the YouTube channel, SGSR TV, and also go listen to our other shows on the SGSR Podcast Network, including 614 Check, The Ohio State of Mind, The Nightcap just premiered yesterday. Jack is excited about that. So make sure you're listening to us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that jazz. But until next time, for Kobe Mayer, Jack Murphy, Zach Rodier, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show, we're out of here.